Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette. And today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, Kids Cabaret, Century Walk Corporation, and Naperville Environment and Sustainability Task Force. You're watching Spotlight, and joining me now representing Kids Cabaret is Gina Palaz. Welcome to the show, Gina. Thank you for having me. Super excited to talk to you. Love the purple sweatshirt and the logo. That's super awesome. <laughs> um, so you've got it right on your sweatshirt. Kids Cabaret, what is it? Tell us a little bit about it. Yes, so Kids Cabaret is a nonprofit, non-audition children's theater organization where every child is center stage. So that's working on building their confidence and sharing their talents. Um, our executive director, Candace Hernandez, brought this company up years ago with um, the idea to ensure the opportunity for every child. I love that. And I do love the fact I've had children go through that every child gets a role, which is something that it, it's important to breathe that confidence, like you said, right? Exactly, yes. Yeah. So, Gina, tell us, before we kind of hop in a little bit more, tell us what your role is at the organization. Yes. Yeah, so, I started Kids Cabaret when I was about six or seven years old, and now I'm actually finishing my last semester in college. So, it's been a long journey. But I started performing with um, Candy's written plays herself, and then I got into more of the production side, and then I joined their performance groups, and I kept building that relationship up, and I actually began teaching um, with the kids, doing their birthday parties and summer camps, and then I was just under Megan, Candy's daughter, um, directing other shows and such, so that's how I got involved, and it became more of a friendship and uh, just a family atmosphere overall at Kids Cabaret. Yeah, there's always a lot of energy and enthusiasm anytime you walk in the door. Um, tell us a little bit, you know, it, hopefully uh, we're all moving forward and, and theater is coming back. Tell us a little bit about some of the shows that you're hoping to do in March. Yes, yeah, so we're actually doing Disney's Descendants, which is awesome because a bunch of the kids are into Disney and it's creating that movie but into musical form. So it's a whole different idea for the kids. And then they're also doing uh, Puffs, one act, which is a little spinoff of Harry Potter. Oh, that's kind of interesting. I haven't heard about that. That's, and Harry Potter's celebrating a big anniversary, so I'm sure this will create a lot of enthusiasm, right? Exactly. Yeah. Now, um, Gina, tell us where, you know, because Kids Cab's been around a long time, but uh, where do you guys perform? We perform, so we have a full uh, building, and it's the perform or the practice side is Kids Cabaret, and then you walk right on over into King's Cafe, which is the lobby area where everyone can join, and then we have Center Stage Theater, which is where everyone performs. Okay, okay. And that's, I mean, I, you know, I certainly, I've been lucky enough to visit over there a few times. It's really grown. I mean, it's quite a large space now. It has. Ever since... Uh, Candy started in our backyard and then went to different warehouses, uh, performed in the Comedy Shrine, downtown Naperville, and then moved to her own facility. It just expanded beyond belief. Yeah, we've been very lucky to be able to uh, produce our Game On show uh, in the Center Stage Theater, which I think it seats somewhere over about 150 people, right? It does, yes. Yeah, it's a real hidden gem, and I think, you know, that's something that people should check out. Um, 
Talk a little bit about Kids Cab and, um, you know, if you have other things that are going on at Center Stage uh, coming up here in the, you know, a little bit in the next couple of months. Yeah, uh, we love to have outside events come in uh, next weekend, actually. We have funny lady Sonia Dees coming in to do a comedy uh, group. So that's awesome to have outside people come in and share their talents with us and promote themselves as well. Okay, so, so it's not just your Kids Cab doing performances there. You allow other community groups to come in and do their performance as well. Exactly, and we love doing that in partnering partnering with those people so they can um, share their talents with us as well. Okay, nice. And, um, you know, you have some other parts to the organization in terms of like the center stage uh, players and stuff. Tell us a little bit, Gina, about some of those other pieces that kind of live underneath that Fair Lady Productions umbrella. Yes. So actually, when I was going into like middle school, high school, uh, Candy and Megan had the idea of starting an audition group just so we could go into our high schools or even our colleges and have that uh, practice of auditioning uh, for someone. So we did start doing that and we started doing children's theater, which brought in a bunch of summer camps from outside and coming in and promoting our business. And we also did some more serious productions on that side and it just developed our confidence and our acting abilities as well. I think that's what's so nice. I, I know with Candy, you know, it, it is first and foremost about putting every child center stage and building that confidence. But I think what uh, what you're able to do, right, is give give some longevity to that. So for the kids that, you know, really they, they get that theater bug and they want to really pursue it a little bit further, it gives them that opportunity, right? Oh, exactly. And just getting that guidance from Candy is amazing. So that's what we all wanted. And it also helps us build our relationships on stage as well as off stage with the people we're performing with. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that, Gina. Have you made a lot of good friends over the time? I mean, you said you started very young and now you're about to graduate college. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So as when I started, when I was younger, I was looking up to those kids that were in middle school and I thought they were Broadway. They were awesome. And like, I followed them and they took me under their wing almost as like a little brother and sister. And now they see me almost finishing college and they're off with their careers. So honestly, it became a very much a family environment and we still stay connected even through uh, these times. So yep. it's awesome. You kind of raised a good question that um, I just want to ask because it's been on everybody's mind, obviously. COVID is a difficult time. It's really been very challenging, obviously, for the arts. What are some of your COVID protocols over at Kids Cabaret? Yeah, just to keep it short and concise, we are following the CDC guidelines and it's just keeping everyone spaced out with um, multiple rehearsal rooms. There's limited amount of people per room one teacher per classroom, stuff like that. Okay, yeah, and I think that's that's the key, right? It's Because it's a constantly evolving situation. Exactly. So as we kind of wrap up, if somebody wanted to get involved in Kids Cabaret, uh, what would they do? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say first is reach out to us from our website or even give us a call. We can give you the whole rundown of how our operation works or even come in and tour, come see how a rehearsal is set up or even just come watch a show. We'll just give you a little glimpse of what we have to offer and hopefully they want to continue with us. Gina, thank you so much for stopping by. We really appreciate it. We wish you all the best on your graduation and uh, good luck with the March shows. 
Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And if you're interested in learning more about Kids Cabaret and the upcoming performances, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. Just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wynette, and joining me now are Debbie and Sangeeta. They're here representing the Century Walk Corporation. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank, Thank you, you, Jane. It's good to be here. Nice to Thank have you. you both with me. And Debbie, I'm going to start right out with you. What is Century Walk Corporation? Well, Century Walk is a public art initiative that was founded by Naperville lawyer Bram Babowski in 1996. He was inspired by a magazine article he had seen in the Smithsonian about an East Coast mill town that uh, rejuvenated itself through its public art initiative. So Brand launched the organization with the mission of creating culturally significant and diverse public art throughout Naperville into the 21st century. And in the last 25 years, Century Walk has installed 52 pieces of public art throughout Naperville. And what's really kind of interesting is, collectively, the pieces are worth over $4 million, and 50% of that was funded privately. Nice. So there's a really nice, strong public-private collaboration at play. That's wonderful. And how many pieces again? 52. Yeah, it's a lot. Well, and soon to be more. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, right And there are lots of them around town. Um, but talk to us a little bit, Sangeeta, about some of the more recent ones. Sure. Our um, recent ones were the Ladder of Light, which was a dedication to the firefighters. And that was uh, the artist was Paul Kuhn in 2020. That was uh, the one we did. And then after that came, re really recently, at the Sullivan's North Sidewall. It's called the Notable Athletes Mural for Naperville. Um, it's got about 15 of our own homegrown athletes who were educated here in our school systems and then went on to become becoming home, you know, world-class athletes. And they're featured on that wall. And then after that, now we are going to have... Um, the new Gold Star Family Memorial. And that's gonna be up at the Veterans Park location. We had our groundbreaking on Gold Star Memorial Mother's Day, which was September 26th of this last year. Okay. And we're projecting to be um, doing the, I think the installation, the supply chain, uh, God's willing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. By Memorial Day, hopefully this year. Yeah. So very excited. There's a lot going on, and our future is looking extremely bright because uh, we're going to be implementing our 10-year uh, long-range plan, which includes a lot of uh, public art, which is upcoming, and it's going to make our city look more and more beautiful. 
because all the pieces are so well curated and everything is very thought out well before it's presented to the community. Yeah. So there's a lot of bits and pieces and unknowns behind the scenes before you see our real big installation, yeah. which we present. And we're very proud of all the work that Brand's done. Without him, our city would look very bland. Yeah. And well, <laughs> I think you, you know, you talked about the beam of light, which uh, I've seen at night. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful piece of public art exactly. that, you know, particularly looks amazing when it's lit it up at nighttime, right? But, you know, very different pieces there. I, I mm -hmm. haven't yet seen uh, the athletes on the Sullivan's Wall, so that's something I'm going to drive by on the way home today. Uh, you should. It's, yeah, it's very, very different. It. It's got a lot of diversity and it's got a lot of different age groups, a lot of ethnicities and a very, very well rounded representation of our city as of now. Yeah. So it's current. Nice. With our populace. Yeah, love so, that. Love yeah. that. I know that probably when I go and I look, we'll have covered a number of those athletes on Naperville Sports Weekly. So I'm yeah. excited to see who's on that wall. Well, thank you. Debbie, talk a little bit about what, what is in the works for 2022. So we're looking at a lot of different kinds of installations and maybe some of the things that we haven't done before. Uh, maybe some temporary art like Chalk the Walk, you know, kind of exhibits or... Um, we have kinetic, kinetic work. Yes. You know, we could do something like that. Brand has even talked about, um, let's see, the, the artist is Seward Johnson, and he's a sculptor. He recently passed away, right. but he makes large format. I mean, large. So he was responsible for, I don't know if you remember in Chicago in 2014, the giant Marilyn Monroe sculpture. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. Yes, I do. 25 feet tall. 40,000 pounds um, sculpture. But what the organization does is they rent out these large format pieces. Mm -hmm. And they've done uh, um, several recognizable pieces of work that you can rent for a year or two or three months or whatever. And that was one of the things that Century Walk had looked at, like bringing in one of those mm -hmm. significant pieces for a short-term rental here. But it's so impactful, um, it stimulates tourism and everything right. else. It's a real draw to the city it's to like have. It's like a traveling exhibit of sorts. Yes. So you can rent it for your city and then it moves on. And so it gives our uh, entire population time to look at it and admire it and just take photos. It's, uh, I wish Dick Tracy was a travel sculptor. Yeah, oh, I like because him here. Every, I want <laughs> it in our city, to live here. but it's so beautiful and it's such a crowd. It's a showstopper. Yes. And it's one of our absolutely um, wonderful pieces. Yeah, it's a signature piece. I remember even you know when we had the when we had the flood, right. and we could still see Dick Tracy was still above <laughs> he the was flood. Still there. Which was he was awesome, watching over. Right? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, talk a little bit, Sangeeta. You know, other things that you want people to know about Century Walk and the public art that you display. Well, uh, we are um, very very staunch with our mission, and uh, we want everybody to be able to participate in our organization. And uh, we want to make sure that the public is aware that we are actively recruiting for our board of directors. We want everybody with any passion or any business interest in our corporation. It's a nonprofit, and if you would like to volunteer with us, we would love that public involvement. Even in these chilly times, one can right. do a little bit of a virtual tour Absolutely. right, of the pieces that are across this community. And that was one of the things that we had talked about during the pandemic. While galleries were closed, right. you were able to take Do advantage virtual. of Century Walk. Exactly. It's an outdoor 
gallery. It's on display 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It's, it's there to be enjoyed. Um, right. At no cost. At no so, cost. Yeah. Which is it's, always yeah, nice. It's right. 52 pieces, so there's a lot of walking tours, there's a lot of uh, hide and seek, and hey, oh my goodness, this sculpture is hiding here, let's go look for it. <laughs> yeah. so, a lot of photo it's, ops. It's a, a lot, lot of selfie photo it's a lot. ops. <laughs> yes, and there's more coming. Well, that's so we're wonderful. very excited. That's wonderful. Well, listen, thank, thank you so you. much to both of you for stopping by, and we appreciate you putting the art on display. Thank, thank you, you so much. It's a pleasure speaking to you, and we hope to see you more often. To find out more about the Century Walk Corporation, please go and visit their website. Don't go away, we're coming right back after a few short messages. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. Neighborville Crime Stoppers. Yes, I'd like to report some suspicious activity in my neighborhood. How does this work? Yes, thanks for calling. Your call is anonymous, and I'll not ask for your name. Instead, you'll be identified by a tip number. In a few weeks, call back with the tip number you received, and I will let you know the status of your tip. If an arrest is made, you could receive a reward up to $1,000. How do I get the reward money if you don't know who I am? Well, when you call back, we set up a time and a place to drop the money. You will be safe, and nobody will know you gave Crime Stoppers a tip. Okay, well, here's what's going on. Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from the Naperville Environment and Sustainability Task Force, or NES for short, is Kathy Clarkin. Welcome to the show, Kathy. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Really nice to have you. And we're going to just start right off with what is NEST and what's the mission? Okay, thank you, thank you for that question. Um, NEST was started actually in 2018 by a group of uh, Naperville residents that realized that most of our electricity here in Naperville comes from coal. And that's problematic if you're concerned about climate change. But in 2019, we became an official city task force. And so our mission kind of expanded. So our mission is to assist, inform, and advise both the city government and the community at large on sustainability issues and greenhouse gas reduction. So uh, we have about 50 volunteers involved in that process. Okay, that's interesting. Well, so now I, I've heard about this thing called Sustainable Naperville or Naperville Sustainable 2036. Talk a little bit about what that initiative is all about, Kathy. Oh, thank you. I, I really appreciate that opportunity to talk about our report, which is Sustainable Naperville 2036. We're really proud of it. Uh, it's our foundation for action on sustainability and climate change here in Naperville. And it was created by our, our volunteers. Um, they did so much research, talked to experts, found case studies, best practices, and um, wrote this report that we presented to city council at a workshop last, um, last year. And they adopted many of the recommendations that we put in our report. So we're really happy to say that the city is already working on some things that we recommended. 
And it's not just a report for the, the city government, it's the, a report for the whole community as well. So we would encourage people to check out our website and, and um, take a look at the report there. Okay, so give me some examples of some of the programs that have been implemented by the city. Okay, great. Yeah, we're already working on some really great stuff. One of the projects that we're really excited about that we've just started meeting on is um, we know that in Naperville, people are really buying a lot of electric vehicles. It's really popular here. And to make that more equitable and accessible to people who maybe don't have a garage to, to charge their electric vehicle, um, they're working on building codes so that um, apartment buildings and places of work will have charging stations too. And then we have some other programs we're working on um, tree planting and native plant planting, replacing gas-powered lawn equipment with electric lawn equipment that's less polluting, it's quieter, it's easier to maintain. Um, we're really excited about working with the city on a walkability and bikeability study um, because, you know, uh, getting around more easily and safely um, is, is going to be important for creating a sustainable future. And we're always talking to the city about how we can make a just transition away from our coal electricity to more renewable energy. So lots going on. Yeah, that that is a lot of things that you've got going on. And I know I can do a shout out to my neighbor because he uses an electric lawnmower. We were sort of very interested in that when he first started. So uh, that's interesting. Talk a little bit if you would. I mean, obviously you've got some projects going here, but what can the average Napavillion, uh, what should they know about the climate uh, change and, and what can they do to reduce their carbon footprint? Yeah, uh, one of the things that I, I think is really important to talk about when we talk about climate change is people think about rising sea levels and melting ice caps and polar bears and things like that. And all those things seem kind of at least distant in, in space from us, you know, or even distant, like things are going to happen in the future. But climate change is actually impacting Naperville here and now. And if we don't do things to address it, to address global warming, it's going to even have even greater impacts. But the good news is that there are lots of solutions and there are lots of ways to, for people to get involved in those solutions. So one way is you mentioned the carbon footprint. People can, can figure out how they're moving around, how they're heating and cooling their homes, um, you know, and think about how they can bring down their carbon footprint. But even more than that, what we really want is to create new systems and policies where you don't even have to think about it on an individual level. So for example, if you buy an electric vehicle and that all that electricity is coming from renewable energy, you're not thinking about the number of miles that you've driven and how much carbon you're putting into the air. So we would love for people to get involved with NEST or other organizations um, to work towards these, these big, more systemic kind of policy changes. Okay, so it, it sounds like on the one hand, many hands make light work and we can all be just smarter in our contribution, right? But, but you're looking, uh, obviously as an organization, at those larger, more systemic kinds of uh, processes to be put in place. Exactly, yes. Okay, now that always sounds, and I know we hear this all the time, expensive. So is it? <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I appreciate the opportunity to kind of dispel that kind of really common misconception that it's just going to be too expensive to address climate change so that we can't do it. But our, our report actually recommends um, actions that are, are investments that will have a payoff in the long term. So if you think about people who put solar on their homes, yes, you pay money up front, but in the long run, you save money. So a lot of climate solutions are these kind of um, investments that pay off. And they also have payoff in terms of cleaner hair, air and um, job creation and healthier communities. So, um, and, and we know, we also know um, based on research that, that not addressing climate change is gonna be expensive as we have more, um, you know, extreme weather and and so forth. So um, we are really uh, optimistic and about our ability to make progress on this. Well, I think it's certainly uh, terrific that the city uh, has engaged with a large number of volunteers who are uh, giving up their time because that's always, that's a resource as well. And uh, it has a capacity. So the more people that get engaged, the bigger the capacity to solve some of those problems. Um, as we wrap up here, Kathy, how can, how can people get involved with you? Thanks. Um, uh, of course, we have a website we'd love people to visit. It's called uh, it's uh, sustainnaperville.org is the web address. And you can um, find our report there um, and sign up to volunteer. So we have um, seven different committees um, that are active, energy, transportation, uh, waste, um, building and development, natural resources, community engagement, and city engagement. So folks can sign up um, on our website to participate. Um, in, and we also like to invite folks to come to our monthly community meeting, which is open to the public. You can register uh, for the Zoom link on our website. And the nice thing about that meeting is we have an educational component with a speaker at the beginning of each meeting so you can learn more about these issues. And if you miss a meeting, um, they'll be on YouTube. Okay, love it. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for stopping by and telling us all about this. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And if you want to get more information about Nest, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at Busey Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. To learn more about the organizations featured on today's episode, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Renette. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.